0: Thank you. Hey guys, and a happy new year to you all. Welcome to the very first episode of Real. It is 2020 and it is a new decade. I am so super excited to bring you our first podcast episode this year. I have the incredible dog mom, coffee fiend, online coach and mentor, and of course, Les Mills international trainer, Lindsay Morrison. I cannot wait for you guys to meet Lindsay. Um, If you do not know who Lindsay is, be ready for this episode. Lindsay has been a massive mentor and a massive role model in my life going through pre-pets and I cannot wait to have her on today to talk to you about everything she's currently doing, her own podcast and how she is killing it, making a change in the coaching industry. So Lindsay, without further ado, you can say hello and yeah, introduce yourself if you've got anything left to say.
1: Happy New Year! <laughs> Can you believe it? I know 2020, um, yeah it's it's an absolute pleasure to be on your podcast Claire. Um, as you know I've got my own podcast and quite often it's me that's on the other side um, interviewing or just chatting about stuff that, that's going on that I want to talk about. So it's It's both scary and exciting to be a guest um, on your podcast. So I'm very, very privileged to to be here with you today and to chat all things, however it goes, I'm open to whatever.
0: (laughs) I love it when we're like, we're just gonna chat and see what happens. Yeah, That's the best way you get the best, best conversations and the best content. Um, So icebreaker, and just to let my audience know a few random things about you, I'm gonna give you a quick fire five questions. So if you've heard the podcast before, you guys will know the questions. Um, Let's see what Lindsay's answers are. So really simple, keeping it light to start. Where are you from, Lindsay?
1: I am from a little town in Goorook in Scotland.
0: Woo! I think everyone I've had lately has been Scottish. (laughs) Come on, the Scots. (laughs) What's your favourite type of exercise?
1: Oh, Oh, this is hard. Um... Well, it kind of varies, but right now I'm into a lot of running. I am training for the Belfast Marathon this year in 2020. I know I've never done a marathon before, um, but I am doing it for the Dogs Trust um, and raising money for all the little doggos out there who aren't as fortunate as some of the dogs that are in in the UK and Ireland um, with loving homes. So uh, it's very important to me that um, this uh, cause and this charity has a lot of awareness
0: raised this year. That is amazing. Oh, I, I didn't know that. There we go. First thing yeah. straight out of the box. I'm also loving the fact that you said running. That is probably the last piece of exercise I would have thought would have come out your mouth there. So yeah, that's ah, full hmm. of surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what one food could you not live without? Conundrum. What one food? Um,
1: Apart
0: from coffee. Coffee is not yeah, food. Probably bread yes you're like the second person that said bread Mm -hmm. team bread over here okay (laughs) what is your secret superpower
1: that's that's (laughs) a tough question because it's one of those questions where you know quite often people don't like to say what they're good at um exactly oh my secret superpower um I think it is I think it's actually empathy
0: yes nice Yeah. good i love it i uh, filled in an application that it was three words to describe you and i was like energetic empathetic and disciplined and i was like that's my words so yeah i love the word empathy i think it holds so much character and it does say a lot about you um, okay last one is one thing that makes you happy
1: dogs there we go dogs like no matter yeah what kind of day you're having if you're out you see a a cute little dog go oh my god I love dogs (laughs) I was
0: laughing I was looking at your Instagram I don't know when it was it must have been recent um but you had your dog you were wrapping a Christmas present and I was just like that is so so cute it's like like mummy's little helper yeah Yeah, Um, he's,
1: he's literally sat right across from me wrapped up in a blanket
0: Oh my goodness, no. so cute, yeah. absolute dog mum, it's so cute. Okay, mm-hmm. before we start to digress, um, I wanna start talking a little bit about obviously how I know you, I m- met you, knew you from Les Mills land and mm. obviously you are like, to me you were like, oh my God, it's Lindsay Morrison, like this woman is incredible, so fit, so on the ball, massive inspiration and massive role model. So from that side obviously that's kind of where you was that where you started in the fitness industry where did you start in the fitness industry and how did it lead you to into the Les Mills side before it then has led you forward
1: okay um so exercise and keeping fit and inverted commas um and being active has always been really important to me and I can remember from a very young age, been so excited to take part in school sports like the sports day
0: yeah. in
1: primary school. Um, so I, I don't, I don't ever remember a time where I didn't do something physical, some 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 form of physical activity. Um, so it's always been sort of part of who I am, my DNA. I've always been involved in some kind of activity or sport. Moving through school, um, I always knew I wanted to either be a PE teacher, or work in the fitness industry. And um, when I left school, I uh, unfortunately didn't get into PE college. However, I did then take the, the choice to go to college and study fitness, health and exercise. Um, and then from there, I got like a part-time job, casual hours in a leisure center in the gym. Um, so that's essentially how I got into fitness or working in the industry was through just um, educate myself through college and then getting a part-time job. Um, I knew my dog was going to bark (laughs) there. This this is Murphy, guys. This is this is Murphy. That's how I got into the industry. Um, and then from there, I started off casual hours, and then became contracted. Kind of the, the kind of usual steps that you make, and then um went from part time to full time to then into shift leader role to into fitness manager role. Um, but. If I hadn't have got into the industry and working um, in the gym, then I would never have been introduced to Les Mills. And I had no idea who Les Mills was, never had heard of the workouts. And the gym that I was working in at the time were wanting to expand the Group X program. It was very much aerobics, legs, bombs, tums, circuits, box size, all the kind of freestyle stuff, um, but it wasn't much on the timetable, so they wanted to really expand it. And the group fitness manager at the time wanted to bring in this concept of body training systems, BTS. So if (laughs) anybody doesn't know, if if anyone that's listened to this hasn't really been in the industry for that long, um, back in the day, Les Mills was sort of known as BTS, right? Body training systems. Um, And it was through a a company called FitPro that you know, the, the licenses were um, sold and, and so forth. So yeah, um, the the company at the time that I was working for wanted to expand. They brought in this body training systems concept. The first program was going to be Body Pump. Um, and I, at that time in my training and, and my fitness journey, I wasn't really into lifting weights. I didn't really lift weights. So I was very into running. So when you at the start of the podcast, when you said yeah. it surprises me, actually running was one of the very first things I really enjoyed to do. Um, so I, I would I was part of an
0: athletics club, did cross country
1: running, um, and I loved it. So
0: I love that it's went three sixty. Then to so you know if yeah. that was your thing, and then almost like it's not that you've lost your way. You've had passion. You've had purpose, You've had all this other stuff over the years, and that does put such a massive toll on you in time commitments and training when you've got you know to train for a sport if you like if that's what we want to call it um and now obviously you've got to place where so you've got that flexibility to train for another sport which is actually your original sport which is actually pretty amazing so yeah I'm glad um I'm glad you've said that because I did not know that at all and I think that's really you know it's okay to love something and then leave it and then go back to it and there's no harm and going back to it when you've
1: got the time yeah hundred percent and it's just like you say you know sometimes your focus shifts and changes depending on what you're doing when I was you know training a lot and in, in, in the Les Mills journey to become a trainer I had to change the way that I worked out because of the certain programs that I did so I had to do a lot more um lifting in the gym and and the, you know your your outlook and your focus does change. So but I always come back to running. It's funny. It's I always come back to it when I've had a shit day or whatever you know you can go out a run and you just feel good and you can start to talk and just in your own minds about things that went on and even this morning when I was running I was thinking about the questions that you were going to ask me today on the podcast so (laughs) I was like okay so you just your mind can wander and you can just be in a different place so it's that's what I love about it but um yeah so going back to to your question um they, they brought in body pump um I had no idea what it was I got um I got the DVD at the time. So it was DVDs and CDs. (laughs) Yeah, I got the DVD through and I watched it and I thought, what the hell? What the (laughs) actual hell is this? What is this? I'm going to have to teach this. (laughs) But uh, I went along to the module and, you know, that's kind of where it all began for me. It was three days at that time. You went Mm -hmm. for two days and then two weeks later you came back and you did a third day. And I remember leaving at the end of the third day, having passed and what an incredible experience it was. Like uh, the trainer that I had <clears throat> was Matt Braxton. Um, and he's now the head trainer of the, the the team in China. But this guy just, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. Yeah. And I had the privilege of, um, meeting up with him a couple of years ago at one of the Les Mills events and actually just I had to say to him you know thank you so much you've been a bridge for me and my journey and and I would not be doing what I was doing if it wasn't for you and I really wholeheartedly thank you for introducing me to I had to be cry and everything and so did he. <laughs> and it was like it was nice because you know I, I, I think it's nice to show that you're grateful for things and you know the impact that someone can have on you and they might not necessarily know it and it's nice to share that
0: it's so true so so true um and that's yeah I wonder what impact that then had on him because it's you never know the impact that even you sharing that story with someone can have on them and their life and their day so yeah I I have to ask though before you went to body pump obviously you've been through the fitness industry um were you on the beat trained or Did you like rock up to body pump on the beat and just like, what was that like?
1: Um, So I taught freestyle aerobics anyway and body conditioning. So I was kind of choreographing my own stuff. Um, You maybe don't know this about me either, but I've trained musically as well. So I played the clarinet. I was in orchestras and bands. So I've got, I had a really good idea of, you know, the structure of songs and music and how to work with the beat. Um, So it came naturally to me. Um, and I guess working in group fitness, it allows me to also kind of split my passion for music and movement together. Yes, and love it. And do something. So... That's been a kind of win-win there.
0: It's very much the, the take I have on it is yeah. Before I, I'd never done a ETM, but I was dance. I was music. I played the clarinet. Oh my was, god, did yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people know that, and then they're like, "For real?" And I'm like, "Yes." Four years of my life, I was as soon as I was allowed to give it up, I gave it up. Um, oh. It was pain. I'm going to say it was painful, it wasn't painful, it just wasn't me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just interesting, obviously now, obviously a lot of people listening know that I still work within group exercise and that's a huge, huge passion, but coming out of the Les Mills circle for me and then moving into classes that aren't all necessarily on the beat, I think it's really interesting, the industry space that I'm in now, how many people don't actually know how to work out on the beat. And there's so many people that I suppose you as a trainer have seen it as well, people coming through for an on-the-beat yeah. program who are just not able to move on the beat. And it can be so challenging, but then at the same time when someone gets it, it is, like, incredible. And I just wondered where you were on that as well, so.
1: Yeah, it's it's very interesting, isn't it? You know, um, because for us it's like, how can you not hear the beat? Yeah. Like, you know, um, but what I found as well is that Quite often um, people that come on training, they, they understand the music, they know when it changes, it's more the tempos that they yeah. don't grasp. Um, but yeah, it's all, it's all fun and games. But it is, it's it's such a, a great feeling when someone nails it and you just see that progression from... You just see that light bulb and it's yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. heard
0: the beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They heard it. Yeah, it's such a good feeling. Um, okay, and then obviously your journey through Les Mel's, like in a rough overview, what does that, what did that look like? What kind of experiences did you have? Talk to me a bit about that.
1: Yeah, um, I never, um, I never set out to be a Les Mills Trainer Presenter, Um, probably through lack of confidence and self-belief. I didn't think that I would ever be able to do it and it was never something that entered my mind that I wanted to, to do or was inspired to do. Um, But it wasn't until I went through all, all my instructor journey so I went through my AIM modules, I went through the AIM 2 process and um, I always knew I wanted to be the best at what I did because that's important to me that that I would teach a good standard and I would deliver a great class and you know I would inspire people through that um, but it wasn't until I went through my whole instructor journey that that somebody said to me I think that you'd be quite good um, being a presenter and a trainer I think you've got something there Uh, so that kind of ignited something within me and I thought you know what hey why not give it a shot give it a shot um and then probably got quite obsessed with it to be honest as as you you do you, you kind of get that that sort of taste for it um and it's not all fun and games it's not all glitz and glam it's not all stages and big lights you know it's it's not that's not why we do the training role it's it's to help people to be the best they can be. Certainly for me, that's what why I do it and to make them believe in themselves and feel good about group fitness. Um, but my journey was very rough. It was a bit of a roller coaster. There was lots of no's. There was lots of knockbacks. There was lots of um, not this time, not this time. Um, and yeah, but through all that, I wouldn't be the person that I am it's just that whole sounds cheesy the cliche thing but the more you get knocked down and you get back up the stronger yeah. you get and the more I've, I've found that an important value to me now is resilience like you've got it's <laughs> a tough old industry to be in yes. uh, you've got to have a thick skin um not not just that the kind of level of being a trainer and presenter but just all just being a group fitness instructor or in the fitness industry it's you have to have a thick skin because not everybody will like you. So, and and it's okay. It's okay. We
0: we were talking about this the other day. We were talking about that. Yeah, that resilience, but that whole, I learned it from Les Mills training and it, it very much carries with me now whenever I'm in front of a class at third space. But when you're standing there, you know, Everyone in the room is watching you and everyone in the room is engaged in what you do, what you say, how you react, the energy you bring, and in that moment, it doesn't matter how vulnerable you feel or how exposed or whatever you feel inside, like you are on show and you're there to, as you said, you're there to help people be the best they can be and you're there to deliver and you're there to fill a room and give those people in front of you that experience. Mm -hmm. And whatever's going on with you in that moment in time it's like you are the least of anyone's concerns right there and then um and i do think when you are fully exposed and that is such a it can be such a vulnerable place to be um and the fact that you've obviously said there you know you had so many no's you had so many pushbacks um but you still got up there and the the, the classes you deliver are world class um and it is just so incredible to see and to hear and to almost make you sound more real'm not saying that you 're not a real person, you know you 're a real person, <laughs> but it does make you sound a little bit more real to to hear that you were told no and because when you know people people see the end result, people see seven, ten, twelve years of hard work people don 't see the twelve years
1: um, the struggle, the tears the you're going to just you want to chuck the towel in, and you know and i, I think I think what grounded me more or what oh what it always comes back to for me is the participants, and that's that's why I do the job I do it's not for the stage, it's not for the lights, it's not for the selfies, it's not for the instagram it's not you know it's the The bread and butter of it is the people that come through your door and the people that you see week after week. It's it's the lady last night who gave me a lint chocolate teddy for Christmas at yes. my body attack class. You know that's what it's. It's that's what the real stuff is. It's not the three thousand likes you get on Instagram. Not that I ever get three thousand, <laughs> but like <laughs> you know. But you know what I'm saying? It's it's the real stuff. It's it's not the highlight reel
0: that's on. Yeah, it's, it's so true, and it's like I've no doubt in my mind that that's how you saw it but it's it is just definitely refreshing to hear um because I think even myself like when I was obviously pushing to try and be better and try to move up the levels and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you do at moments have to sit back and question but why am I doing this because what really is it ultimately you're chasing um and as it does come down to the people you're serving and the lives that you can change by the classes you deliver and it's you know the 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 person that walks in the room for the first time and actually comes back that's what's incredible about it all Um, okay so I did interrupt you there on your your journey (laughs) that's that's okay Uh,
1: I think I think I I think I covered it there it's just it was it was it was quite a roller coaster there was lots of knockbacks lots of no's and then it just it just happened when I least expected it um I was at a quarterly workshop Um, in Glasgow and the head trainer at the time was there and um, previous to that quarterly workshop I had went to the trainer boot camp and didn't get through was told no Um, and then actually two weeks after that I didn't teach I just couldn't face it I was just so distraught like I just couldn't do it and I just didn't even want to put on my music or anything but I just needed that time to just kind of recenter and think okay why am I doing this why am I doing it and that's when it was the light bulb moment it's it's, it's about the participants it's not about all this glam that you think you're going to get because it's not like that and it's not the reasons why you do it um so yeah um at the quarterly workshop the training manager at the time just approached me and said we'd like to take you on and I was like oh my no, I'm there by myself I'm not there with anybody else I'm like oh my god oh my god um, and I remember there was a girl there called Lisa Sullivan. I don't know if you know Lisa Sullivan. I don't know. Think so. um, she was there and she was like, Oh my God, did, did I just hear that? And, and I was like, yeah. She's like, Oh my God, that's amazing. And I'm like, Oh, and I hugged her. Like I had nobody else there. To hug, so I just hugged her. But it was, it was really nice. Um, but what's funny is that I thought I would be taken on for body pump and they took me for body attack. <laughs> I was like, oh okay then okay let's just roll with this this is all good (laughs) Um, and then eventually um the second program was pump and then um grit so yeah team grit team grit grit. yep grit is (laughs) life I don't care what anyone says grit is
0: life if you're ever having a bad day go grit and you'll be fine yeah
1: 30 minutes you'll feel
0: great you just feel good yeah no one will change that Mm -hmm. okay so moving from all of that you have had an incredible journey with les Mills now you are your own independent coach and you have your podcast um, so talk to me a little bit about that transition mm-hmm. and you know what where are you at now okay so
1: the last probably eight months have been a bit of a transformation for for me personally and professionally uh, I, I still Um, I'm doing my Les Mills thing I'm still a trainer presenter for Les Mills Um, however I was employed by Les Mills as a regional coordinator and you know the the industry evolves and changes and shifts and with that came some changes to the business um, which resulted in me being made redundant so um, as much as that was a, a time of i was distraught i was a bit in despair what am i going to do it's actually been probably yeah it's been a it's been a positive thing that's happened and i think it comes down to how you kind of react to that because you could either you know it's it's devastating that you you know you, you're not doing a job that you absolutely love doing um and i could have easily turned and turned that round and and made it a negative thing but I was very aware that I had to stay positive. So I've it's propelled me into a space where I don't know what's happening. I'm quite okay with that. Like just now, part of me is a bit scared. But I'm just seeing what happens over the next few months. I'm putting a lot of my efforts into my own online coaching business. Um, where I'm focusing very much on the group fitness instructor. Um, mentoring them either through Feedback and coaching with what they want to do with their own classes, or through their own physical fitness and mindset work. um, Also, and into into uh, this year into twenty twenty, myself and my other half, um, Ricky Long, are joining forces to um, work together to serve the group fitness instructors on a bigger scale. So we've got some exciting things happening this year. Um, Ricky has his own product called Jump 4.2 which, yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's an awesome product so it's all about training, nutrition and mindset and we've got our very first live event happening
0: in February 7th yeah, and 8th, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, I believe I'm going to be there, we'll need to fully confirm. I didn't
1: want to say that just in case you hadn't confirmed, but yes. <laughs> believe really be yeah, I Good. believe I'm yeah. going to be there, yeah, I believe I'm um, going to
0: be there. I'm actually catching up with Ricky tonight, so we, yes. uh, I was like, I'm double whammying you both on the same day. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, I'll get to hear a little bit more about it, but I am really excited and obviously when he, when he mentioned it, I think it's, it's needed within the industry. Like there are so many self-employed freelance instructors out there. Um I am very lucky in that I am in a company like Third Space who very much have that Les Mills up of education. You know, we have quarterly educations, we have um someone come in and assess us in class, you know, once a month. Um we have, you know, different feedback forms and a lot of stuff going on for our own person development and you know greatness and philosophies and stuff like that whereas you know at les mills i had that third space i have that anywhere i've ever been in between there's never been that and as a self-employed instructor when you don't have that especially if you are out on your own teaching it can be terrifying to not have people in the know or role models or mentors or people that you can actually turn to and be like i feel horrendous i don't want to stand in front of 40 people today." You know what do I do how do I design this class how do I get through the day and um, so I do think you know obviously Ricky I've seen him doing it for a while now and I've seen some of the stuff coming through on yours and I do think it's like dream team Team, <laughs>
1: team, team
0: dominate team dominate you'll need to keep them in check
1: oh no! know tell me about it it's very funny because we were both very different personalities um i said to you just before you hit record that i'm the type of person i like structure i like to know what's happening i like to know what's going on whereas he is such a free spirit like like he doesn't care about the details he doesn't care about
0: like, it's stressful. I'm like
1: what's happening <laughs>
0: i mean i uh, i don't like live or work with him and it stresses me out when he asks me one thing and i'm like no ricky i need more than that i need more than a word
1: <laughs> yeah yep.
0: he's, he's very chill and very relaxed and I wish I could be a little bit more like that but yeah I'm like you I'm so structured um, yeah, he's such
1: a great connector as well like it's just all about people
0: um all about the people yeah. and so from that obviously where are your passions in helping people right now
1: I think for me it's very much about making people feel confident about themselves when they teach um and the mean I get a lot of instructors ask wanting to work with me to become feel fitter and stronger for the programs that they teach you know for, you know if I've got someone who is teaching body attack they 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 want to get you know fitter and stronger for that program um and that's the type of things that I'm kind of, of type of um, client that I'm working with at the moment um yeah that seems to be the common thing that's kind of coming through It's just that
0: kind of program specific fitness which uh, is amazing and it's as i said it's definitely a space so watch this space <laughs> i know obviously your podcast links quite nicely into that hmm. obviously it's for instructors um so talk to us a little bit about the podcast what's going on with that what can we expect to see this year from there
1: sure um so the reason i started my podcast was a personal challenge uh a different space to get into to connect with people and to push myself personally um out my comfort zone because it's 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 actually quite difficult sitting talking to yourself into your macbook or whatever um recording a podcast so the first few times I've recorded um I wish I had actually filmed myself because I got myself in such a state like I would be literally nearly hyperventilating (laughs) hitting pause and then going okay okay what's the next thing I'm going to talk about hit record and Mm. off we go so um it's been a great process it's been a great learning for me um it's helped to build my confidence in terms of being able to to do this and 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 speak just you know um and get my point across I think I think that's the thing as well it's Podcasts are great. It's a platform where you can just share anything (laughs) that you want to, um, and there will be people that will will listen to it. I've done 12 episodes, so it's kind of obviously averaged one a month. Um, Big focus for me initially was um, Les Mills Instructors. Um, Into this year, this coming year, I do want to shift it into more of a wider um, sort of market within the fitness industry, not have it just sort of niching into Les Mills. I wanna I wanna expand it out. So um yeah, for me this year will be very much entering into new spaces and getting different types of people onto my
0: podcast. Which I'm excited for. Um I do think I was it the dietitian kitchen
1: Yes. Yeah, I listened yeah. to that the other day
0: and I was like, oh, that's different. So yeah, I really I do I did like it and I'm excited to see where you take it next. And I definitely want to shout out and say to the guys listening that if you need another podcast, which everybody needs more podcasts in their lives, make sure we'll put Lindsay's in the show notes. Make sure you do head over and download some episodes and use them for all those steps and gym sessions in January that we know you're all going to be attacking. Um, yeah there's there's some generic ones like you say the dietitian kitchen
1: Um, there's a couple of um, female fit pros who've set up their own businesses and there's a couple that I've done myself on self-leadership so there's a good little mix in there at the moment a good mix yes we love it
0: okay um before we dive into I'm going to get you to give us some tips for those listening um is there anything that you want to talk about in terms of your story your journey um your you know the podcast the business is there anything you think we've missed
1: I don't think so um I think if if I reflect back on my journey and and my career I wish I had had more confidence so or more self-belief yeah and not worry what people think because I I, I wouldn't say it's it stopped me but it slowed slowed things down for me in some points where if I just not cared what people thought I might have got to where I wanted to be a bit quicker um but I don't. I don't really regret anything. It, it is what it is. I think things happen for a reason, and let's see what this year brings.
0: This year is going to be big. I uh, loved that at the start you'd said, and um, when you were talking about you didn't think you could do it, and then someone said to you, well, oh, I think you could do it," so that gave you that belief. And I. I think there's a really important message there in that some people people aren't sometimes people aren't confident and sometimes people don't have self belief. But all it takes is the right mentor, the right role model, the right person in their life, just to say, "Hey, I can see you're doing good things, and hey, you can do more." Um, and I think quite often we don't give that up very freely. We are sometimes whether people want to comment on ego or. However people want to look at it, I think quite often we are not as supportive and as forthcoming when we see someone else. Um, And there's a lot of people out there who could just do with that little push and that little kick to say, hey, you're actually doing a really good job. Keep going. Um, Because it does sound like you were in the early days one of those people who needed that. You are doing the right thing
1: even now sometimes you still have those little limiting beliefs that come in and it's like oh are you sure you want to do that <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you really going you really want to do that or do you think you can do that you know so
0: how yeah. have you managed to work through that then
1: I try and take myself back to situations where I know I felt great about something I've achieved and that seems to help me with that like um it just gets me into that right headspace of being positive and not to start to listen to the kind of little limiting beliefs in my head that then can spiral out of control and then you start telling yourself stories about what you can't do and then it just you know before you know it you've not even tried it so um yeah thinking posi- positively and actually listening to um podcasts or, like, I, I, um, or just youtube videos I, I tend to go out walking a lot And Tony Robbins is, I just love, like, his stuff.
0: Like, you just feel
1: fired up after you've listened to something of his.
0: It's not good. Sometimes I'm like, 10 o'clock at night, Tony Robbins. And I'm like, do this (laughs) stuff. Let's work. And I'm like, why did you do that? Should have listened to a meditation tape?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that's a great point, though, as well. Like, even just meditation stuff, something that's going to take your mind off of the, the thing that you're thinking about to then... Um, move you out of that kind of negative space so
0: I call them fear gremlins and I'm like what are your fear gremlins saying to you today and I do think there's a huge you know when we're waking up in the morning those fear gremlins are really quiet and then the, the more you go through the day and the more decisions you make the louder those fear gremlins get and I, I do feel with a lot of people is they start to make decisions later in the day they then doubt those decisions. So I'm a big fan of getting up in the morning when you've got that clear headspace and laying out and making any big decisions you've got that day. So if you've got anything in life that needs to be dealt with or needs to be done, try and do it in the first few hours when your mind is clear um, before you know you let that self-doubt start to kick in. Um, that's one of the things that I find it's worked for me and it's worked for other people I work with as well. Um, okay, I want to get you to talk to us about or I say talk to us, talk to the people listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I say us like there's like five of me here. I want you to chat to the guys that are listening about, you know, those are people that are starting the gym in January. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's the, it, there's, a, there's a huge push in the industry, whatever you want to call it. Everyone buys a gym membership in January and everyone has huge expectations of themselves. And whether it's coming from a place of guilt, whether it's coming from a place of self-hatred, whatever doubt, whatever fear, whatever people have got going on inside them that makes them sign up to the gym in January. Signing up is one thing. Getting in and taking action is a completely other situation. Mm -hmm. So I'm a huge believer of if you are new to gym environment and you're starting in January, get yourself into some group exercise classes. Um, So what are your tips? What are your beliefs? Where are you on helping people get into the gym in January? Mm -hmm.
1: So true, what you see is there's this big boom in January, isn't there? Um, And normally what happens is a a reason why someone decides to start exercise is because something's maybe happened or there's been a trigger and more often than not, and the research actually shows that um, people join the gym or start exercising because they have to, not because they want to. Uh, and that in itself can be a tricky thing because already, if you're in that space of well, I have to do this, then it seems to already be a kind of negative thing, or it's not going to be a good experience. So for me, someone starting new into the gym or group fitness classes, it's important that they have that real positive kind of mindset going into it, um, and also not to do too many things too soon. Because I've seen it when I've had someone come along to classes and they've done like two classes back to back one day they're in doing another class the next day, then another class the next day, and they think that okay I'm doing all this stuff, they do it for like two weeks, and then they just stop because it's like overload <laughs> yeah. you know so for me it's it's important that there's progression, but there's also structure and a plan um to really help them succeed because me and you and probably a lot of your listeners and my listeners, we, we are the kind of small percentage of the world that love it. Like we absolutely love it. And we think, why don't you love it? (laughs) Why do you not get the same buzz that we get? Right. But we're the small percentage in the world that just are the freaks of love and fitness. And there's a whole, 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 whole other world out there that are, they don't want to do it. Yeah, or they don't have the, I think knowledge as well is, is probably something, you know, it's the, or the fear. Fear and anxiety.
0: Fear and anxiety are huge when I think yeah. it, comes, it comes to it. And it can be really difficult to break that mental barrier, get over that fear gremlin, whatever it may be, and actually just put yourself into what people believe is a really vulnerable and really exposed environment. And... I, you've probably got lots of experience with this but people that have spoke to you about feeling vulnerable or feeling exposed come into classes what's your best advice to them
1: so it's always good if you if you if you are a bit nervous or you're a bit kind of worried about coming along is to bring someone with you so bring a friend you exercise together um, speak to whoever's leading the class and let them know it's your first time and you know there's adaptations that can be made I I always tell them the classes every week whether it's a class full of regulars or there's new people you know you can do half the workout if you want you don't have to come in and do the full hour um progressively set yourself some goals so if you are new go in and do maybe four or five tracks or half an hour of the class the next time you go add five minutes add five minutes it's like if you were to go and join the gym and you know if I was a gym instructor I wouldn't I wouldn't pop someone on a treadmill for an hour on their first session like make them run 10k that's just it's too much right so just give them little um, little snippets of it and and then add in. On and yeah definitely it's it's feeding them into it and also you know seek some advice from the gym that you're joining for a plan you know, yeah. get in and speak to the gym staff get in and get a, a training program that also and, and a lot of clubs don't do this incorporate group X into it like you say you have to do that you know for variety <laughs> and keep keep things kind of interesting I, I think, think
0: obviously you and you you within your business do work predominantly with group exercise so people who are like me you know they, they've got that background they're looking to get more sports specific if we want to call it for the classes they teach um whereas I I definitely think and you can correct me this as well when I have general population, if you want to call them clients, who i have got a little bit of gym experience, who've got a little bit of um, class experience, and they come to me and they, they want to have a nutrition plan and a training plan and a mindset, and they want to do the whole package because they're ready to make that shift and make that change. I am a huge, huge believer in incorporating um, the group exercise and the, the gym training. And a lot of people do find that surprising because I'm a bodybuilder, and bodybuilders are you know super sex and triceps and amraps and burnout and maxing out on muscle groups but i do think there's a really good psychological element that comes from the group exercise class and that environment that makes me keep going back to the gym and as great as it is to see strength adaptations or aesthetic changes to your body i think that group exercise element's always needed in my opinion just to allow you to switch off and to enjoy it and um, so how does that obviously when you've got people coming into you for coaching are, and they're teaching like what 10 12 20 classes a week mm-hmm. and then do you know where do you sit within that do you give them gym programming do you then say use your own classes as your classes like mm-hmm. how does yeah. that work
1: yes yeah, so I think the the biggest thing with group fitness instructors is that um it 's time it 's time to get in and do your own training because you're teaching so much, so what I do is I do program and program them in the gym um mostly strength based workouts because that 's the thing that 's lacking within their training program they're they 're doing all the cardio and they 're hit and, and through their teaching um, so it 's mostly strength based workouts. I do pop in like in their programs. Uh, some additional like med- cons and things because they like to train that way but if it's a heavy week of teaching like 15 classes 20 classes a week just get in and do your strength based moves that's going to be it's going to be efficient. enough yeah it's I, efficient
0: I the thought of doing 15 to 20 classes right now okay. makes me feel a little bit sick <laughs> I know like I that know. used to be me that used to be us I used to do yeah. thirty. 30 a week and there's nothing
1: wrong with that if if that suits what you're doing at that time um you know as as i dare to say it but as we get older and as we you know it's you're, you're you have to look after your body and you have to change things like i've as of this year i've dropped three classes because i want to change my focus and my training and these three classes aren't serving me right now um so you've got to make that choice of what's good for you what makes you feel good um, and what sits within your goals and what you want to achieve as well
0: and on that note when is the marathon
1: no ah, it's a May. <laughs> it's yeah. a May. <laughs> was it was like running this morning. I only did ten K this morning and I was like, oh my god, four times like another another thirty-two K
0: here. Um never think of it like that. I've got to do this three times over.
1: No, I know. I know. Uh,
0: my that's... playlist will
1: be huge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what kind of music do you listen to when you're running?
1: Well, this is something else you don't know about me. I love trance music. I'm a big trance yes. head. Like I love it so Um, Right now when I'm out doing my runs I'm listening to a lot of female trance anthems (laughs) anthems <laughs> so nice. i get just immersed in that euphoric feel of trans music and it just gets me going so
0: it's interesting i teach a, a class um and it's headset on and it's speed fiends it's called so it's 45 minutes running and it's interval running blocks and i program all my my blocks to trance music because oh, i'm really I love that. it's so good so then i'm the dj talking over the top of the trance so like they're listening to music, I'm talking over it, and I'm like coaching them through the running drills. You gotta come and try it. Yeah, next time
1: I'm in London, yeah, yeah, I'll hook up with you, and I want to try this for sure. You yeah. might like it. You
0: might like it. It's I would so, love it. Mm. It's so much fun, and then you know it's like just getting the right like the right beat to kick, and you know they're like sprinting, and oh, it's bliss, absolute wow. bliss. That you would definitely good. like yeah. it. There you go, connected, clubbing, oh, yeah. and trans music. <laughs> <laughs> all right Lindsay um I'm trying to think if there's anything else I think that was most things that I wanted to talk to you about um it's been so good and so informative and I'm really excited for you moving forward this year I do think it's definitely one we one to watch um are you, be going, are you going to be um, documenting your marathon training on your Instagram yes Yes, yes i will
1: be uh-huh um, i've also got a just giving page um yep. set up so the link is in my um, link tree on my instagram yeah i'll be documenting it i've got my training pack i have my running vest with my name on it for the dog yes. trust so yes i will be documenting it all and actually i'm trying to organize some additional fundraising events next year um, I'm going to organise a dog walk called Woofs and Wellies. Yes. Um, yeah, so we're going to organise a dog walk at a local um, country park near to where I live. And I'm also going to go and volunteer at the dogs trust for a day as well. So
0: I love it. Actual dog mum. Dog mum mm-hmm. coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well I wish you all the best in your training. Thank you. Get above 10k. <laughs>
1: oh yeah I have don't worry I've, I've hit 17 I've hit 17 so I'll be um yeah.
0: <laughs> nah, I, yeah I have so much respect for people doing training for marathons it just blows my mind but yeah if you love it why not yep exactly awesome.
1: little dogs all the wee doggies
0: and obviously people can find you on instagram reminders of your instagram handle please sure it's at lindsay underscore underscore morrison perfect and is there any way any other way people can connect with you
1: so if you you can obviously connect via my podcast so make sure you um have a listen to that it's the lindsay morrison podcast and i'm on facebook lindsay morrison
0: amazing um and everyone can check out keep an eyes open for lindsay's live event yes coming up february is that going to be public or is that just clients
1: um just now the it is open to clients. However, it will be it will be shortly opening up to public. Um Amazing. clients have first come, um got priority spaces and then Perfect. we're going to look at look to open it up to the public,
0: yeah awesome so everybody keep your eyes out for that cuz i'm going to be there yeah it's going to be yeah awesome. it's going to be a lot of fun lindsay what? if you were to, if you were to give them one thing to oh. think about moving into their day so if you were to give the listeners one parting message word of wisdom piece of motivation whatever little bit of go and be you what would you say to them right now
1: okay so whenever i have those moments where maybe i start to get those little self-doubt moments um i follow brenny brown i don't know if you know brenny brown yet. yeah. so I, I listen to a lot of her stuff um and she's got a mantra that she uses and i use it now as well so it's if i feel like my confidence is dipping then i'll just say to myself a few times don't shrink don't puff up stand your sacred ground nice
0: There we go. I need to say no more. Thank you so much, Lindsay, and thank you guys for listening. Have an incredible day.